Well, good morning, everybody. Um, I feel like this, I feel quite loud, but that's okay. Um, I feel like there's just such a presence of um, love and peace and rest this morning. So I just want you guys to stay in that place because actually what I want to talk about this morning, I think the whole foundation of everything I'm talking about is in a place of love, knowing that we are loved by God and that in return we get to love him. This morning I'm going to talk about having faith to obey more boldly. And as I've been preparing this, it's like I keep finding myself saying, having faith to follow more boldly. And I feel like that's kind of the same kind of thing. We're, we're obeying and we're following. So uh, we're going to read from Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. It'll come up on the screen. I'll read it to you. And then what I'll do is I'll just share... Um, I've got a few stories I want to share, a few things that jumped out at the script from that passage that I want to share, and just, just see where God wants to go and see what he wants to say to us this morning. So, here we go from verse 1. This is a little part that's called Jesus Calls the First Disciples. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled the boat so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But, you know, we're talking about having faith to obey and faith to follow. And really want to start by saying obedience is a choice of the heart. And it's not something that comes from a place of fear but it comes from a place of love. We don't have a God who is telling us to do things and we're doing what he says because we're afraid of him or because we're afraid of punishment. You know, it says in 1 John 4 verses 18 to 19 that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. And so that is the angle. Everything that I say, everything that I share, we're coming from a place of relationship and love as we choose and make a choice of the heart to obey and to follow Jesus. You know, the invitation is to follow him, to be a disciple of his by walking in obedience in every area of our lives all the time. So in that passage, let's just, I'll jump around a little bit, but in that passage, so they've been fishing all night and they caught nothing and then Jesus came and said, right, go have another go again. So... You know, I was thinking about why, why did Simon obey? You know, he could have just said, which I don't know, you know, I'm like, maybe I'd have just been like, look, mate, 
we did. <laughs> We've done it all night. I'm telling you, there's nothing there. We've got nowhere. We're done. <laughs> We're done. It's too late. Um, but he didn't. He, say, he said to Jesus, okay, we toiled all night and we took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. You know, and I think, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I think he obeyed because of that place of relationship that he had with Jesus. You know, he honored Jesus, he respected him, he, you know, he had an awareness maybe that Jesus kind of you know, knows more than he does. So he puts his faith and his trust in Jesus. He made a choice of the heart to do what Jesus had suggested, even when he probably didn't feel like it. And um, this is a totally random story that popped into my head, um, but it reminded me of this. So when uh, my sister and her husband were pregnant with their first baby, um, they were getting ready to announce to the family that they were pregnant. And so I was having a busy week and my sister messaged me and she's like, what are you gonna say? <laughs> it's fine. Um, she messaged me to say, um, hey, um, are you busy on Wednesday night? And I don't know about anyone else, but I'm like, it depends what for. You know, you're like, maybe I'm busy, maybe I'm not. Like, I've had a really busy week. I kind of don't want to go anywhere, but you are my sister. I do have that level of relationship with you where I want to love you and honor you. So I'm like, well, it's a busy week. Like, maybe, like, why, what are you thinking? She's like, well, we just really want you to come over for dinner. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, okay, I can do that as long as we go home early. Um, and so I went around for dinner, and it was kind of hectic and chaotic. Um, but then there was this announcement that they were pregnant, and it was, like, super exciting. But it just made me think of that. I know it's not really related, but I'm like, I made a choice of the heart there, like, and it was because of my level of relationship that I had with my sister. Like, I didn't know what she was going to say, obviously, but she asked something of me. And someone else who I was less close with may have asked something of me to meet up that Wednesday evening, but because I was having a super busy week, I might have said no. Um, but because of my level of love and honor for her, I said yes, begrudgingly. But I'm very glad that I did, because it was actually a great night. But So, you know, this just made me think of, you know, Simon probably wasn't feeling all the same things as me. But, um, you know, Jesus' suggestion didn't really make sense. You know, they had toiled all night and there were no fish there. And so it seemed highly unlikely that they would catch anything now. Their previous efforts had actually shown them that there was nothing there. But God, you know, at God's word, at his word, they let down the nets again. And they didn't just catch a few fish, they enclosed a large number of fish, it said. Their nets were breaking, and they had to bring up the other boat, and they had filled up both of the boats with all these fish so that they began to sink. That is not normal. <laughs> I think, as I was reading through this, that is such a kingdom um, thing to happen. You know, they made a choice of the heart to obey the word of Jesus, and the result of that obedience to his word were, and his instruction was one of abundance, blessing, and fruitfulness beyond what they could imagine, which would be a blessing to them and to the people around them, because that was, you know, their livelihood. And I really believed, as I was preparing this, I actually believed that that concept is a prophetic message for some of you people this morning. So I just want you just to take a moment, have a think. If this hits your heart, then great. If it doesn't, that's fine. There's more to come. But, you know, you know, there's people here, many of us, maybe some of us, where Jesus has asked us to do something before that maybe has or hasn't worked. 
or we've tried things over and over again, or we've given up on something we don't want to try again, maybe because we're disappointed. But I really felt him highlighting that as I read this scripture, that those disciples had fished all night with no results. But at Jesus' word, they let down the nets, and look what happened. He came. He filled them. He brought that provision. He brought that promise into fulfillment. And so if that speaks to you about something in your life, then I just want to bless you with that this morning, even. That you can take that step of faith to obey what he's asking you and what he wants you to do or the nudges that you've been feeling that you've not been, not been sure about. I don't know if anyone, if that resonates with anybody, just give me a little wave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just pray that um, for those of you who that does resonate with, just kind of pray and then continue. But Father, I thank you and I thank you, Jesus, that you are faithful. And we don't always see what you're doing. We don't always know what you're doing. But where there's been disappointment, where things haven't worked out, God, I pray that that would just be wiped away and that a faith and a courage and a boldness will rise up in these hearts to be able to step out, to trust you, to have faith, to obey you boldly and to see abundance, blessing and fruitfulness come from that choice of the heart. Amen. You know, it says as well in um, 2 Chronicles 69 that the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to him. And that's what I feel he's wanting to do. For those of us, as we are making a choice to be committed to him, his promise is that he comes and strengthens our hearts and he's with us in it. So I just want to jump a little bit now and uh, talk about a couple of other people in the Bible. I mean, you guys could probably think of people, when you think of who, uh, when you think of obeying God, obeying boldly, who, who could you kind of think of in the Bible? There's so many different people. Um, so the first person that came to my mind was Noah. I'm just going to give a quick little thing. You can, you can go and look these up later, but just to illustrate a couple of things that I felt like God wanted to say. You know, Noah built the ark, um, and that's a bold move. You know, <laughs> put yourself in his shoes. Imagine, imagine what your friends would think. Imagine we're like, Tim starts building an ark in the garden. We'd be like, um, guys, you seen, you seen what Tim's doing? You know, not quite sure what that's about. He says that God's spoken. Seems quite unlikely, but you know, you do you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, it's kind of a bit crazy. It's a bit out there. It is just so counter to really what we would expect to be happening. Um, this is what kind of I feel like was happening with Noah. But the thing with Noah was it was a bold move. It was a big step of faith and a big step of obedience. But he cared more about what God said and thought than he did about what anybody else said and thought. And there are times in our lives when we will be called to be obedient in something and to do something, step out for God. And we have to be willing to be more concerned with what God is saying to us than what other people think. Because the things that God asks us to do look crazy to the world at times and to the people around us. Because, you know, we're living with an unseen God. We're living with an unseen realm as part of our normal. And so when things can't be seen, it seems 
it's hard to explain, and we just have to have that trust. You know, it says in Hebrews 11.1 1, that faith is the assurance of things hopeful, the conviction of things not seen. Quite often, God is asking us to do things or saying things to us that we cannot see and the people around us cannot see. And so we have to make that choice to be concerned more with what God says than with what other people say. You know, and that doesn't mean, you know, I don't mean just going off and being wildly rebellious and doing crazy things. I mean in that place of relationship with him, in that place of relationship even with other believers who can encourage you, but having a heart that will be more concerned with what God wants. You know, when we're, when we're looking into the unseen and we're looking at obeying and following him, it is a risk. You know, it can seem like a risk because we're, we are trusting and believing in those things that we can't see in the earthly realm. That means that we have to step out of our comfort zone. We have to take a risk to obey. We have to take a risk to believe and to even see what God is showing us. But faith requires risk. You know, what I used to be at um, ministry school at Bethel Church and one of their core values used to be faith is spelt R-I-S-K. They just had a huge value, and that's still part of what they, I don't think it's one of their core values now, but it's still in there. You know, when, when faith in an unseen realm and an unseen God requires us to step out and take a risk because we can't physically see it with our natural eyes, you know. And so when he speaks to us and he asks things of us, and when we know him and trust him, it is so much easier to obey and to follow. And there's a few little things here that if we're going to boldly obey and follow, I've written down a couple of things that I think we need. Um, trust is the first one. You know, we have to trust that he is who he says he is, that he's trustworthy, and that he's not going to let us down. We need courage and that willingness to step out. And we need to move out of our comfort zone. You know, they kind of, they kind of all go together, really. But, um, you know, we have to have courage because we've got to take a step of faith. That's the nature of faith. You know, I remember actually when I was first became a Christian and I'd been going to an Alpha course and people had been talking about, um, about Jesus. And, um, yeah, I was like, oh, it sounds like he's real. <laughs> um, and that was just a whole journey for me. And then I thought, okay, I'll start reading my Bible. And everything I felt like I read in the Bible, because what I was doing was I was saying to God, um, okay, I don't really know. I have to have some proof before I can believe in you because I need to know that I know that I know that you're real um, so that I can make a decision. And I started reading the Bible, and it was like everything I was reading was about Jesus talking to his disciples about having faith. And then it was like, okay, that's the whole point. Like We, we can't see everything. This whole being a follower of Jesus requires us to have faith, which requires courage to step out, to move beyond our comfort zones. It requires risk. It requires that faith in the unseen. And it requires us to have a belief in him and not necessarily in ourselves or in earthly things. You know, when um, Peter was in the boat, Jesus came to them on the water and Peter walked on the water in Matthew 14. That is impossible, but at Jesus' word, he was able to do it. When he, when he could see Jesus' face, when Jesus said, come, he was able to step out. He was able to boldly obey, boldly follow, and look what happened. 
he was able to do it for, for a moment until his gaze moved away, but he was able to do it at Jesus' word. So I'm just going to tell you a couple of stories, if that's all right, from, from my life. So one of the biggest things, so quite a few years ago now, just mentioned I went to ministry school. It's like 12 years ago, maybe, or something crazy like that. Um, but, you know, I felt God's prompting to go to ministry school, and that meant that I needed to quit my job, leave the country, move away for a few years. And when God spoke... I, I mean, and this, God will speak to us and ask us to do things in very different ways. So I'm just going to share a couple of different examples. But this was just like a, it dropped into my heart, it dropped into my spirit. And I just had this like, oh, this is what I need to do. And I just knew that I knew that I knew. And I spoke to people and I asked people to be praying. And I was like, oh God, give me some confirmations and that kind of thing. But I just knew that this was something that he was inviting me to do. And I had to have faith and courage to do that. I had to have the courage to say, okay, I'll finish this chapter of my life that is here right now and I'll step out. And I actually um, did my application for the school and there was some kind of glitch in their system and you were meant to hear back within a couple of weeks or something. Um, And it took a lot longer for me to hear back. And so that meant that I ended up quitting my job here before I'd actually received my place at ministry school. But I was so confident and ready and willing to be obedient to God I just knew that this is what I meant to do and so I could step out and have courage in that moment because of what I believed that God had spoken to me and and the results of me going to ministry school I mean I don't really you know that there's probably many things like growth freedom healing learning encounter that kind of stuff you know there's so much fruit that came from that place of of choosing to be obedient and that felt like one of the bigger moments of being obedient i mean i don't think god's gonna be telling everybody that they have to like leave the country go to ministry school that kind of thing but that's just an example of a, a bigger thing but there are also the very small things like the small nudges the the little ways that he speaks to us that he asks us to step out or do different things and the, the person from the Bible that came to mind uh, was Gideon as well. You know, maybe we're more like Gideon, less like Noah, more like Gideon. God might ask us to do something. If you know the story, um, he was in the wine press um, hiding because the Am- Amalekai- Amalekites were kind of every, were taking everything. You know, they were taking over the land, and so every crops and everything that they had were being taken. So he was hiding in this wine press to, you know, as he was preparing the, preparing the stuff, you know, that's the Louise version of it. You can find it in the Bible for yourself. But, um, but he was kind of like in this place of like having to hide, not being quite so sure. Um, and so we, we might have times in our life where we're, we're in that place and we're not feeling so sure of ourselves. So the thing was with Gideon was in, the angel of the Lord showed up and called him like a mighty man of valor and asked him to go and do some awesome thing. You know, he probably didn't feel like a mighty man of valor when he's hiding in the wine press thinking, what am I going to do? I've just got to get this done. Um, but God came, God saw him differently and he, asked, he actually asked God for a sign. I'm not going to read that because I don't think we have time, but he actually asked God to give him a sign like, this is what you're asking me to do. Can you give me a sign? God gave him a sign and a confirmation. And he went and did it. He still had courage and he still had faith. And I feel like he still 
boldly was able to obey and follow what the Lord had asked him to do, even though he was in that place of like uncertainty or I'm not sure or I, I need some confirmation. That's just my interpretation of it. So there's times where we might feel that bold, like I know exactly what God's asking me to do and I have the confidence and faith to do it. And there's times where we're not quite so sure and we want confirmations. Uh, we always want confirmations, but I mean, we're like not feeling so confident and secure in it. But we're still following and we're still making a small step out to obey and to follow him. And we're still being bold and courageous in that, even when we don't think we are. And so as I'm speaking, I'd just be encouraging you to be thinking like, what's the Lord asking of you? Is it a big decision about something? Is it a small step? Is it a nudge to speak to somebody at work about your faith? It can be such an array of different things, but it's, it's tuning into what he's asking us to do so that we can be having the faith to follow. You know that boldness in the dictionary actually means just a willingness to take risks and act innovatively. And it also means confidence or courage. And then I was looking up confidence and courage. Confidence is the belief and faith that you can do something. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. So basically, whatever the situation, you can do it. If you're confident, if you're not, if you're afraid, you can still, we can still boldly obey because our trust is in him. And, and I do believe that our lives are meant to be filled with these small moments, not the big moment, not the moment when I felt God asked me to go to ministry school 12 years ago, not the big moment of the building of the ark. You know, those moments are great, but that was 12 years ago for me. And we're called to live a life that's more fulfilled than that. We're called into this daily walk of obedience, of faith, of communing with him, of living with him, of trusting him. And so our lives are meant to be filled with these daily moments of obedience and trust and following Jesus in the small things. It's not always about the big things. The big things are great. But what small thing is he asking you to do today? What small thing is he asking us to do tomorrow? and beyond. You know, Bev got up and shared testimony last week of um, when she had been at work and it was chat time and then they normally have the people from the home coming and then they, didn't, they couldn't come. Just a quick recap if I don't butcher it for those of you who weren't here. But basically, um, the, the people, some of the people who would normally come couldn't come and last week's talk was all about compassion. And Bev was so moved with compassion of, like, she, I'm sure she had an admin list of things that she needed to do that day, but she felt the compassion of the Lord, which is the nudge of the Spirit as well, of like, even though they can't come to me, I just know that I need to go visit them. And she got up and she shared about what a blessed time that was. She followed that nudge. She went and she went to the couple of homes that she needed to go to to visit these ladies who hadn't been able to come. And the result of that was Bev was blessed. She'd known that she'd done what the Lord was asking her to do that day. And those ladies were blessed because they got to have a heart-to-heart -heart chat and connection with her that they couldn't have done because they couldn't come. You know, at his word. It didn't sound like him speaking a word. It sounded like the feeling in the heart or the spirit of the, I am moved and I know that this is something I need to do. She was obedient. She went and did what Jesus asked her to do that day. And 
everything else can wait. I had a, also, I had an example a few weeks ago, no, total lies, a few months ago. <laughs> Literally, no concept of time. It was a few months ago. So I, um, I just tell you this because I just like telling stories because we can get a picture of the different ways that God speaks and God moves. You know, I'm no more special than anyone else. I'm still on a journey, but just fun to share testimonies of, of how God moves because it, it's exciting and it's inspiring. So I went a few months ago. I had, um, I'd had a migraine on a Friday night. I'd been at my friend Carmela's house and uh, she had to actually drive me home because I, I couldn't drive because I suddenly got this really bad migraine. So she drove me home on the Friday evening and then on Saturday morning, um, uh, Saturday I needed to go collect my car from her house. Um, so I live not far from church and she lives on Queen's Road. And so I was thinking, like I still felt, you know, I don't know if you ever get migraines, I still didn't feel great the next day, but I just had this feeling that I wanted to walk to collect my car. My sister's texting me, like, don't be daft. <laughs> You've had, got a migraine, just rest, we're out today, we can pick you up later and take you to your car. And I was like, oh yeah, thanks, but I just for some reason feel like I'm meant to take a walk. Um, so I, you know, I took a walk and I got like halfway there and was like, man, this was a bad idea. <laughs> I feel rough. And then I start trekking up the hill at first hour and I'm like, this was definitely a bad idea. Um, but I just, I don't know, I just felt like I was meant to take this walk. And then as I started to get towards, as I started walking up the hill, I was having this thought of, um, I feel like I should, I wonder if I should just pop into the JEC. I mean, who goes to the JEC? I mean, people go to the JEC, but I'm just feeling unwell on a walk to go get my car. I'm like, I feel like I should go in the JC. Uh, I, I don't really need to go in the JC, that's fine. So I carried on walking, and then I'm carrying walking, and then I'm like, oh, I'm suddenly really hungry. Maybe I, maybe I should go in the JC and get some food. There's a cafe in there. I'm like, no, you can get your car and go home and like, get some food at home. So then I carried on walking, and I'm like, no, I think I should go to the JC and get some food. So no. So I go in the JC, I wander around, and I get some, and I, I stand up, I'm at the counter ordering some food, and then I see somebody that I know. She's a friend of a friend. And I used to see her, like, I haven't probably seen her for like five or six years, but um, she's, a, she's a Christian. I used to sometimes see her at things. I just haven't seen her for a long time. And so I was there ordering my food, and she was sitting on a table eating some food by herself. And so I just stopped to say hi. And she's like, oh, you can join me if you like. So I was like, yeah. So I sat down, I joined her, and we started chatting. And... We just started talking about work and what was happening in life. And she started sharing about where she was at and she was trying to make some decisions. And I suddenly felt the spirit of God kind of come upon me. And I started to just talk to her about what God had been talking to me about. Like God had been talking to me about dreaming again. And so I was just like, you know, I feel like God is, you know, talking about dreaming again. She hadn't really told me what her situation was. She just saying she wasn't happy in her job. Um, so I was talking, I just started to share what I felt like the word of the Lord was in that season that I felt like was applicable to her. She started to cry. And she was like, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm crying, but this is really good. Oh, I think I really needed to hear this. Um, and, and I just really felt like this is why I had to come to the JEC. I didn't even really know, you know, so sometimes God speaks and you're like, yes. And sometimes there's just this nudge, this pull of the spirit. And you're like, I have to go do this thing. And I don't even realize what I'm doing. And um, so I can't really claim that I was being super obedient, but I'm sure thankful that he kept bugging me. Um, but yeah, so we had this amazing encounter where I just got to speak life and encouragement and tell her to follow her dreams. Cause that's what I felt like God was saying. 
And then she was like, oh, I, I'm just not sure, we'll see. Well, I found out a couple of weeks ago, I asked her if I could share this anyway, I found out a couple of weeks ago that um, she ended up quitting her job and she's about to take over a new business, which is the dream that she's had. Um, she really felt like that's what God was wanting her to do, but she just was too scared to do it. And, and I, I do believe that God moved me that day to go to just speak that encouragement, to talk to her about the importance of what God is saying about stepping into your dreams and being bold and taking a risk, even though it's scary. And I share some testimonies from my life. And there is now, you know, she was able, she was kind of given the courage and encouragement to make that decision. And so I just praise, praise God for that. And as I say, like, that sounds like a great a great story, and it was, but this isn't what happens to me all the time, just in case. Don't discount yourself. Don't think, well, that's Louise. That's fine for her. Um, I'm still on a journey, and that's not what my life looks like every day. Um, there are times when I feel a nudge, and there are times when I probably don't even notice the nudges. But my desire is that I think about what would, what would our lives look like? What would our relationships look like? with God, with our families, with our communities, with our colleagues, if we lived in this place of obedience, if we lived in this place of intimacy with this God who loves us, and if we were able to trust and be, obey and follow him. You know, what if we did what we saw the Father doing and if we allowed ourselves to be so connected to him enough that we would know what he's doing and what he's asking us to do? You know, I desire to be used by him more. You know, it's not, it, it's not satisfying enough to me that that amazing testimony was from a few months ago. You know, what was yesterday's testimony? What's today's? What's tomorrow's? You know, there's always a call for more. And it doesn't have to be the big things. It's the small things. What's he, is he asking us to read our Bible for five minutes? Is he asking us to just pick up someone and pray, pick up the phone to someone and give them a call? Like, the small and the big things, it doesn't really matter. It's all the same in his eyes. It's the heart that was willing to make a choice and the heart that is willing to be obedient. And so I'd love to invite the band to come up. I would love to pray. I don't, you know, the invitation for us all, just through the different things that I've shared, is that we get to be followers of Jesus, that we get to be disciples of Christ. That means we have a God who loves us. We have a God who knows what we need. We have a God who we can trust, who we can put our faith in. And we get to make a choice of the heart to walk in obedience to what he's asking us to do. Not just in some moments, but in every moment. And sometimes that will be something that will be a blessing and will bring fruit in our own lives. And sometimes it's something that will be a blessing and will bring fruit in the lives of the people around us, in our homes, in our communities, in our workplaces. You know, there's an invitation to follow him in every area of our life.